Good morning. Good afternoon and good night. Bastards out. That's that seems that is awfully short. Raj. <laughs> well, we just keep getting shorter and shorter, much to the delight of our listeners and viewers. Well, they did say in mass we want less bastards. So. Right. I think they were saying that the ideal was three minutes. That was uh, the cleverness of poll. WKRP, less Nessman, because you could say it now. Less Nessman. Less Nessman. <laughs> Oh, Remember, that's like, a blast see, from Superfly the past. And Les Nessman. Superfly. And you're gonna make your fortune now, baby. What was the other, the 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 blonde chick? Well, you just went there. I <laughs> Dixie, I suppose. <laughs> Back in those days, very popular name. No, Lonnie was her real name. Lonnie something. Oh. Anderson. Anderson, maybe. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. But the DJ that was the. Funny, you know, you know, dope smoking hippie guy. Right. What was his name? Well, you're you're asking. That's. <laughs> well, I just thought WKRP might have triggered something for you. Memory I have is Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's, you know, I love the transparency, Raj. I love the honesty. It's it's moving to me personally. That's not the first person I'm going to bring up, but that's just me. Oh, so I'm. I know that you watched some golf this week. I did watch some golf this week, and another big day for the old guys. Yes, Phil Mickelson coming in second place, right there with Brooks Kepka, who had a bit of a meltdown. You heard about the joke, didn't you? You know, live golf only plays fifty-four holes. That's why he collapsed on the last eighteen. He's not used to playing seventy-two. I'm like. There's probably something to that, you know, mentally he's like, I got 54. Just got to get through 54. Well, weren't the, all the top three live golfers anyway? I turn, turns out I was wrong. Patrick, uh, Rom is not a live golfer. Oh, okay. It's Patrick Reed that is. Okay. Those guys, for some reason in my brain, they get similar. Um, it's their little stocky build, I think. But the old guys too, Freddie Couples makes the cut. 63 For something. a record... Um, yeah, the, set the record, the oldest person to make. And didn't you tell me that he was also the, the second highest number of cuts made in Masters history? Um, yes. Second only to Jack Nicklaus. Behind Jack Nicklaus. pretty big, I mean, that's a crazy number. So here is my trivia question. Golf trivia for Bruce. Da-da-da. Can't we make it about our listeners, Raj? They love me to flummox you with a trivia question. <laughs> flummox? I thought that was a white plant that you put outside in the uh, garden you do not smoke it okay. um, flummox flummox right. yes to is flummoxed. to confound and um anyway so couldn't you have just said confound <laughs> flummox is far more come on okay flummox is a far more i was just trying to understand your word. word choice this morning so flummox away flummox away so most consecutive Cuts made on the PGA Tour, top four, see how many you can get. So most consecutive, these aren't majors, whatever, they, but they, they're included, of course, but most consecutive cuts made on the PGA Tour, I know the top four. The people? Yes, I know the top <laughs> <laughs> Or the number. I'm like, 
I don't know. Is it 180? Is it 200? I have well, no the, idea. Well, the number, the 142 is the top number. 142 is the top number. Consecutive made cuts. Yeah, that's just how do you, I don't, uh, <sighs> I would think Greg Norman would be in there somewhere. He's not in the top four. Yeah, because he, uh, he, he was number one in the world for like six years. With all of his seconds. They just kept him <laughs> right there. Well. That's interesting. Oh, consecutive cuts. Because uh, I know even Jack missed the cut at the Masters like three times. I know we're not talking Masters. We're talking right. about everything. But I'm like. Right. I'm just trying. Who would be the most consistent, steady golfer on the planet? Well, we go with Fred Couples. It's hard to go wrong there. <laughs> also, strike two. He's not. Neither of those are the top. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is number one. With 142. 142. But you were on the right track. He had a stretch of dominance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So even if we don't put him and say, okay, Jack is still the top. But Tiger had an unprecedented stretch of dominance. Yeah, just a good play. Just weekend, um, weekend, weekend. And, and the, the second isn't close. I think the second is like 113. And you know, my favorite, I know this is not on your trivia because my favorite <clears throat> duel in the Tiger Woods era is still the PGA Championship with Bob May. You remember that? That was the most fun round. It went to a playoff. Yeah. Bob May just stayed in it. I mean, he's like this unknown journeyman. Yeah. Yep. Who's just going shot for shot, punch for punch with, with yeah. Tiger Woods. And I mean, both of them at the end of that thing were just exhausted. Yep. But I mean, you know the respect. And Bob never got a major, did he? I'm afraid not. <laughs> and it, what a terrible time to live if you're a golfer in the Tiger Woods era, because it was hard to get a major oh, in that season. Oh, yes. It was hard. At his, well, right. Now, Brian. Sam Sneed might still be ahead of Tiger on total tour wins. Uh, also a tough era, you know, because you think of that era, right. you think of Jack Nicholas, but the guy who won the most, Sam Steve. That's crazy. Interesting. The number of, of tournaments that he won. It's just a, it's a crazy number. All so, right. So <clears throat> Tiger Woods, most cuts, number one, two, three, four. Two, going back to the old guys, Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson. Okay. Like 113. Yep. Uh, factoid. I thought this was funny because I looked. Tiger missed. His string of 142 was broken at the 2005 Byron Nelson Championship. Ah. Anyway, so Byron Nelson number two. The ghost of Byron. <clears throat> We've all felt him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he haunts my game all the time. Byron's just right there with you. A lot of golfers haunt my game <laughs> with their chuckling. Yes. <laughs> so number, number three, three, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. I think like 108. And the fourth, uh, Hale Tom Irwin. Hale. Tom Hale. <laughs> Hale Irwin. Hale like Irwin. Or well, something. and he had, uh, I was looking through the oldest major winners, and Hale Irwin had the, like, 1990 U.S. Open at 43. Jack had the Masters at 46. Uh, Julios Boros had, I think, the, well, one of the majors at 48. Never heard of him. Yeah, and then he was an older guy. Yeah, I guess And so. then Phil Mickelson tops them all with the winning major at 50. <sighs> which is just, you know, another great one for the old guys. But it's interesting what he said after the round. He, he talked about, hey, at my age, I'm, I'm glad that I, I don't have any injuries. I can play well. I don't right. it's, a, it's crazy that he has no injuries. There's not yep. back stuff, because that was what got Fred Couples for years. Just, you know, start having back issues and whatnot. Uh, and <clears throat> Phil Mickelson's club head speed and, and 
driving distance is right there with the young guys. Really? Which, oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. His clubhead speed, and he just works so hard on that, particularly in these later years. Anyway, it's just fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, other than golf, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, you know, I thought ab about something we were talking about over dinner last night. Um, so, Bruce and Rods, the pastors, and the pastors' wives were having dinner on the back deck of our home and the veranda. Okay. Can't we just say deck? No, nope, no. Nope. is <laughs> more fun. It's like flummox. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I just thought it, we were the fun of talking about, because I had this insight this morning out of what we talked about. So we're enjoying this just place. Yeah. I was thinking about last night we were talking about how much we love places. You were talking about the farm. Yeah, the farm is my happy place. And when we were growing up as kids. Oh, that was the happy place. Look forward to that like right. going to Disney World, which we did once. But I was thinking of like, so what are some of your favorite places? We talked the farm, but when you think about just things that places that bring you joy, what are some of the big or small? Yeah, so the when I think of places, um, I remember Mark and Wendy had a little house back in Friends of ours. Friends yeah. of ours. Uh, this is in the early '80s. That little house down in Brainerd, and we had so much fun at that place. We would play cards on Friday night, uh, Saturday football, Tennessee football. The big the big rivalry then was like Tennessee Mississippi State, which is hilarious <laughs> now. But we'd go out and we'd, we'd throw the football and at halftime we'd throw the football and before the game we'd throw the football and, and all of that. And that was, I just remember that house, it's burnt to the ground since then. But it was a happy place then. <laughs> Doug's happy places with Roger <laughs> on his chair. There you go. Uh, the farm was obviously a, a happy place. The beach. New Smyrna Beach, had one, yeah, definitely one of my. When I think of it, less than two months away, or two months away, less than two months away now. And I was like, even even small, like I love sitting on my front porch. It's not like there's this stunning view. Although early in the morning, I like the sun will come up. Yeah, yeah. Over the recycling over plant. The recycling plant. <laughs> As I'm looking at it right now, I'm out my window. <laughs> Yes. But just the emerging, but I, there, um, and the noises that start over there at 6 a.m., <laughs> crash, bang, smash. That's fun. Places. But, but here was, he, what I had this was <laughs> this thought of God made us for place. Yep. So here was the thing I had never thought about that till this morning is, did place exist before creation? I was thinking about it. So God is eternal. God is spirit. God inhabits everything. God's in place. I I don't know if there was such thing as place. Uh, it's interesting. Scripture would almost indicate that there's not in one sense because of, you know, the uh, what is it? <clears throat> 
the heavens are, are the God and the earth is his footstool, but who will make a place for God? I mean, this right. idea of the building a temple for God, there's no place right. that can contain God because he's every place. Right. The, the psalmist talked about, where can I, where can I flee from your presence? Right. Doesn't matter the, the depths of hell, the uh, danger of disease, all those, you can't escape, escape the presence of God because he's always in place. What even think about that term, what it means to be in place. There's an idea that something is in order. If it's in place, um, it's, it's in order. Yeah. So I'm, so my thought is, okay, God, you think of, God could have made us in his image, simply enjoying him and each other in spirit. Yep. But God, before he makes us. I never have to look at you. <laughs> hey, Rod, I know you're out there, but. <laughs> You're a precious, I wonderful know, person. I know you can hear me. <laughs> but God, <clears throat> before he makes people, he makes a place. Yep. He makes the, interesting, the heavens and the earth. He makes a garden and then he puts us in a place. And it was just this idea. Yeah, I never thought of that being the first place. In the first place, God made place. And before right. he ever put people, because the place involved not only the firmament and the heavens and the earth and the land and sea, but then all the animals were part of place. Right. Even when I think about the farm, part of that place that's so much fun is the animals there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the donkeys and the cows and the horses, that was part of that place. When you go to New Smyrna Beach, there's the sharks. It's just part <laughs> of the place. New Smyrna, <laughs> shark capital of the world, the shark capital of the United States, at least. Yeah, yeah. But but it, I've never thought about it. This is helping me for my talk in July. The idea that place <laughs> was first, and then Jesus, you know, before he leaves to go to ascend into heaven, he said, "I'm going to prepare a place. Before you get there, I want to have everything in place, so that where I am, you can be also." Yeah. No, this is the beautiful thing. And I, I realize, I think this is why we love gardens and beaches and farms. Uh, maybe why we love a cottage. Even even houses. I was, I was talking to the houses, uh, yes. folks last week about the importance of there's the, the, the beauty of, when I was doing a women's retreat, I was talking about the beauty of this desire we have to make our houses beautiful. I said, that's God-given. That's, that's right. within us to make beauty. I mean, the reason this house is beautiful is because Marlena exists. And so she's always working to make place. Um, yeah, so what my wife Joy does with, of course, Marlene does as well, gardens, yes. plants, flowers, things that I, I mean, I wouldn't. Bookshelves, <laughs> signage. But I was responsible for the TV. That's the place for me. I did that. It's gorgeous. It's very nice. Thank it's you. really. You like the placement? <laughs> placement. This is fun. So the fun thing with that, as I'm thinking, is we were made for people and we were made for place. It's not one or the other. It is both. And I think sometimes I've kind of leaned on people. Well, of course, people. Yep. Um, and God and people, if I'm prioritizing, supersede place. But what I, I realize at a point where I've sometimes under valued God's 
glory in place and the order of place. So even I just thought about my friends again, Dave and Liz Gibson, who started Deer Run Retreat Center. Yes. That whole retreat center, which is now impacting thousands of people, you know, every year, started with David just walking this piece of property with God. Yep. And he 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 knows that God gave him a vision for this place. And it was interesting that then David began to create <laughs> place before there was ever people like their first they, they told it this story this weekend their first marriage retreat that they did out there yep everyone was in tents so they're in these tarp tents on top of they're like oh, it, platform those yeah and I think it led to the end of several marriages and so they realized they needed to up their game just that's um, that's a joke by the way <laughs> but but it's interesting no they God gave him a vision for place and now they're creating place and inviting people. Bobby Gordon, same way, bought land out on the Flint River. This is another good friend of mine, pastor. And then after uh, he bought the place, yeah. then God began to give him um, a vision for this whole leg legacy ridge ministries, uh, you know, for couples and for, uh, excuse me, um, folks that have certain physical challenges and having a place for them to enjoy the beauty right. and wonder of creation and God. And of course, it's a beautiful space right on the river and, but yeah, there. God is all about place. You know, when people talk about heaven, I, I'm like, you realize heaven? I think we have a terrible misunderstanding of what heaven because it just says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But it's very much going to be place. It's going to be material. If we think, if I think the Sierras are beautiful, <laughs> in the new order, there's not going to be less beauty. It's not going to be less beautiful. There's not going to be less beauty. It's right. just going to be beautiful place. <laughs> Doug wants Doug, to no, be in place. You can't get on the, that's not your place right now. Okay, so we need to sit down, Mr. Place. There we go. And you sit on the floor. Good boy. Well, so it makes sense then, just like, because you quoted Jesus a second ago, this is, we, we were always made for place. So this is not a, a secondary it's not a backup plan we were always wow. made for place so when god made <clears throat> the world the earth he makes a place that we can enjoy with him we were made for person place but then this is why jesus said i'm going to prepare a place, place. it's not just hey one day boys you're going to be able to be with me right we're going to be together in a place Roger, okay, I'm, I, I'm still stuck on this. So good. So the order, even in God's plan for this. So he creates place. This is about the value of person. And right. then he puts Adam in this place. And he's like, no, it's not quite right yet. I love that. Yes. Not quite right yet because it's not good for man to be alone. He needs not only place. He needs persons. Right. Or, or people, depending on how you want to go with that. And then he's... Yeah, that's so that then, but it's interesting that place came first. Right. And even now, Jesus is preparing a place for us, but we won't be there alone. It's not like we're going to be there alone with Jesus. We're going to be with other persons. And for the most part, I'm making a generalization, place is best enjoyed with persons. Yeah. With Now, there is a time where we can enjoy oh, I love solitude. beauty alone yes but if that's all we had i'm seeing this stunning view and i'm the only one we would start talking to volleyballs we, 
<laughs> we would because she's on this beautiful island. Sea, mountain, it's beautiful, but right. there's no person there. So you paint a volleyball with blood, as it turns out. <laughs> what was that the volleyball's name? Uh, Bert. Bert <laughs> Warren. <laughs> no, that's just really, that's interesting. We were made for a place and person. Of course, that's the first <laughs> points in my talk. Okay. The seven Ps. Well, I... <laughs> I didn't realize that, but no, I didn't even realize I'm, why the order was important. Because well, now, thanks to you, my intro just got better. Got no, it did. I had never thought about that. So he could have made man, and then said, "Now let's put, let's figure out a place for him." I realized even a couple of years ago, I might have done a morning video, and I realized Doug's falling asleep. I'm shifting. It's, it's, that, it's that good. It's that interesting. Oh my God! Try to hold it together. When man. will this be over? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was saying. Do you have any? It doesn't take long to get you off. Boom! <laughs> you had me. Look at Doug falling asleep <laughs> while you talked. I just remember the days when you were pastoring on Sunday morning, and as you droned away, people started listening. <laughs> And it's always fun when they unlist because it's a rapid jerky movement. Because at some point their brain says, you're about four inches off center. Nope. It's back. Okay. I'm sorry. That was just too good. That was, oh. was too good to miss. Oh, okay. So I, place, I remember now. Okay, good. No, I was no, I remember I was emphasizing that heaven is about a person. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And I believe that, of course. I, in fact, the song you put me onto, I absolutely love. You know, where's my promised land? Yes. Toby Mac, Cheryl Crow. They're, you know, the asking, and then this glorious moment. That song, this climactic moment. You're my promised land. Yeah. Oh, just had chills thing. <sighs> yeah. So it's a, it's. So that is the greatest glory. Is being with God. But it was never, ever intended to be separated from a place. So while the, God is the promised land, it is a land as well. But isn't that interesting? Even it the, is a even land. Even the promised land was a place. Yes. He told yeah. Abraham, go to the place that I will show you. No, this is what I'm seeing this all through all through the pages of the Bible. Oh, my goodness. God always wanted us to enjoy him <clears throat> in a place. So we have Eden. But then the, the people of Israel, I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you a land. But then for us, we're enjoying God in place now. I can enjoy him on my front porch. One of the I can enjoy him on a beach. I can enjoy him on the farm. I can enjoy God and others. But God says, this idea of enjoying me with place never ends. It's the idea. It was an accident. This is why... It's that this flimsy idea of heaven with fluffy clouds is such a disastrous. It's the idea. And harps. I mean, no one can play a harp. <laughs> it's the idea that heaven isn't about place. Oh, it's just God and spirit. It's just spirity. It's just fluffy. And it misses. There's a glory God intended. He made place for us to enjoy him. So we're 
So then he says, and you see this now in the page. So Jesus, I go to prepare a place for you. But even I look at Psalm 23 and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The place. In other words, and God says, you know, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared. He's not, he's not simply talking about himself. Of course, God is glorious and we're yes. going to, but it's not, he is, and this is why the Bible will take pains to describe, to just give us a taste of place. So whether, whether you have streets of gold and that's intended to be literal or whether that's intended to be, if you think the place you're enjoying now is glorious. Oh, oh I my think, God. Right. I think the writer was using imagery that made sense. The streets of gold, pearly gates, <laughs> you know, because when you think about the temple, even, um, even in the time of Jesus, the, the, the everyone was just taken by it. It's, it was extraordinary. Right. And of course, Jesus was like, yeah, this place isn't going to last, which got him in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but, but this reality that there is beauty now, there will be beauty in the new order. I think the whole idea of streets of gold was not literal streets of gold because I'm thinking that would be awfully slick. You know what I mean? But but it'll have a C, which no, there was no more C. But I think it'll be that'll be it's gonna be a cool place. I don't know. I when I think about place, I'm like, oh, I remember what I was going. Sorry, I get a little distracted right now. No, when, you know, we, there was a funeral I was at recently, and we talked about it afterwards. And the reality is, when I think of dying. Honestly, I'm not thinking about the joy of being reunited with anybody except Jesus. I'm not thinking of all oh, get to see my grandpa or my grandma or my aunt or my uncle or anyone else. And maybe that'll change, you know, as I lose people even closer to my circle. But I'm just like, when I think of heaven, it's not the joy of seeing loved ones as much for me as is, I just want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus face to face. That's why I love that song soon and very soon. And it's that moment of in the bridge, there's that. Though I have not seen him, my eyes know him well. Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Lord of heaven. It's this thing of we've been walking with Jesus for years. We've been walking in place. You see what I did there? That's good. <laughs> we've been walking with Jesus for years without having seen him. And Jesus said there's a great blessing in that. When Thomas, you know, sees him and believes, Jesus says, well, even more blessed are those who believe never having seen. I realize I've gone... <laughs> Yep. 59 years of my life, never having seen Jesus, but never not believed in Jesus and believed that he was there. Right. Never. And, and we've talked about it many times. And of course, that's the conclusion of the whole talk. The one thing we can never lose is the presence of God. We can lose everything else in this life. But but even then, there's a great <sighs> restoration. Jesus talks about, you know, if you lose everything in this life and save it for the next. Yeah. Uh, don't try to save your life now. You'll end up losing it. That. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I wonder. I was listening to you talk and just thinking about even the idea of seeing what, let's say, someone who's blind their whole life. Right. They're seeing things in some ways. So, in a, in a way, but I realized that that yeah, has. perceiving things. That when, when God became human took on flesh and blood he at some level entered into place yep so that now it would seem that is part of what enables us to see him i don't know <clears throat> the idea of see is just a fascinating 
Well, and, is, a, is a fascinating idea. And, and, and these, using a Baptist term, the glorified body, the resurrected body, you know, in teaching that I've done about scars, is extraordinary that post-resurrection, Jesus was in, still in a body, different body, but the same body, because it still had scars. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, you know, will this finger ever be right? <laughs> will we still have scars from different things? You know, I just, I don't know. But it's an interesting thought about even what the new order looks like. What, what we do know for sure is it will be place, and we know what it won't have. We don't know all the things that it will have, yep. but, but we were promised by Jesus in Revelation. He says, there will be no more death and no more dying, no more sickness, no more tears for the new order. The old order of things has passed away. So yeah. it's going to be place, and there's certain things it won't have anymore. More, no more disease, no more death, no more dying. You know, right. And I was just thinking about scars this week and I'm like, you know, we'll have fun in the new order talking about, you know, this life. Yeah, this was I kept my hand a million years ago. <laughs> Can you imagine talking and tell the story? But it will be. Just I can't wait to eat with you again. Again, place, even though I, if I circle back around the, our meal last night, we're in a place. It's yep. a simple place where with people. We're enjoying a meal gloriously prepared by me. Um, glorious is the only word. That was not an inglorious <laughs> meal. That was a glorious meal. But we, Salmon croquet. And we're enjoying God in all of that. And that was just a taste. That is a taste of what we were made for forever. Roger, and there's, so, a, yeah. and there's an introduction to that dinner, which is the ringing of the bell. We both have black bells on the side back of our house so that whoever's cooking, usually Roger, rings it when it's ready but i realized that's also this idea of a trumpet sounds and jesus returns we're ready and we go meet him in and a place. we go meet him in a place yeah it's i wonder if it'll sound like the bell <laughs> or it'll be more like the ricola horn <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it 